If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. You want to talk back, you in the right place So take a step back before I get all up in your face I know you got to live, you know I got mine But there's like 50 other dudes holding on the phone line Your voice will be heard, sir Next caller, please And if I don't concur, we can agree to disagree We're talking FSP, doing what I do because I do it for you all day, every day. And I'm sitting here with my main man. Really? Really? I'm sitting here with my man. (laughs) I'm trying to give you a good intro, but if you're going to keep doing that, it will not be nice. But uh, no, I'm here with my guy, JTATM Money. What's up? What's up? Whatever. Whatever. I love it. Love it. Call me the master. Call me your master. Call me your master. Nah. Hey, hey, next spring you be calling me master for real. So okay. I ain't worried about mm-hmm. it. Mine mm-hmm. won't be just a moniker. <laughs> but uh, no, ladies and gentlemen, listen. Welcome yep. to Fantasy Sports and Politics Saturday edition. Um, we're here. We're having fun. Well, Absolutely I always. Was. I was until I heard this, this dude come bragging. But we're not going to get Lance? into that just yet. Lance? No, what's What are you talking about? I'm just, I'm putting a four-letter word out there to you. <laughs> that's a, that's a five-letter word. Okay, I'm just, can, you, can you spell? Yeah, I, I, I can, I can count too, but I'm just, I'm, I'm just, it's saying, it's like a oh, four-letter word. I got you. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> that is too funny. We'll explain it later. We'll explain it later, yes. ladies and gentlemen. But anyway, yeah. um, this is Fantasy Sports to Politics. On this episode, Jerry and I are going to discuss what happened in week one in the NFL. Um, and the ups and downs, the highs and lows, how some teams fared, and how some injury bugs and replacements have already taken place. Um, we're also going to discuss what's coming up in week two. And yeah. this looks like it's going to be a pretty good week as well. So let's jump right into it. And, um, good matchups. Yeah, very good matchups. But uh, let's highlight a few games uh, sure. that happened last week. I want to first talk about how uh, the transition from, at least in my opinion, um, from Calvin Johnson to Golden Tate took place in that San Diego-Detroit uh, game where – uh, Detroit was up and somehow found a way to lose the game and let Phillip Rivers throw for 404 yards. And Calvin Johnson, 
even though he was going against a much shorter DB, um, was held to like two or three catches for 30 yards. Crazy. And you would, yes. Yes. And then Eric Ebron had, what, eight targets. Uh, and Golden Tate had about eight targets, but Calvin only had like four. Amir Abdullah looked like uh, he's ready to take over. And uh, Theo Riddick had like maybe, what, one or two touches. But uh, Joy Bell didn't have very much impact either. What happened in that game, JT? Hey, the unexpected happened. Let me put it that way. Keenan Allen had like 15 catches over 100 yards or whatever, some, some kind of crazy stat. Um, uh, and, and even um, Stevie Johnson got into the mix. On the other side, what you're talking about, and and, and the much-heralded, I, before I go leave over to go to Detroit, much-heralded running back, as we thought, at least as, as I thought, Wisconsin so running back, Wisconsin running back uh, looked tentative, very tentative, um, probably has a lot of ability, but it was his first game. Maybe it was first game jitters as a rookie. Um, Danny Woodhead took a lot of uh, touches away from him, and Danny Woodhead was the back to, to play in San Diego. On the other side, I expected this kid to come out, Amir Abdullah, and, and dominate, and he did. Joyke Bell, he's coming off an injury, uh, uh, several injuries. Um, and uh, they admitted late, later to the uh, uh, management of uh, Detroit that um, Joyke Bell looks like uh, uh, for all intents and purposes a real deal, even though they tried it to, to keep it on the down low, like on, on the humble. But it's obvious who the, who the dynamic back is in Detroit. And Calvin Johnson, I don't know what happened there. Maybe with what they call the dreaded um, flow of the game or game flow that caused him not to get um, really, really included in the offense. Uh, I expect Calvin to be uh, targeted early and often in, in his next game. Um, and, and it would only add to the uh, dynamic of that offense with Ebron emerging as he did last week um, and Golden Tate. And, and and then they have Calvin Johnson, like he should be targeted more, along with Amir Abdullah in the backfield. That's a hell of a, uh, uh, um, a um, foursome to go up against on the offensive, on the defensive side of the ball, trying to face those guys and see where the ball is going to go to. Yeah, and um, I don't know if it's just the uh, – if it was the game plan or if it- – was, as you said, the dreaded flow of the game, or whatever the case may be, but you, you take one of the best players uh, at the position and pretty much take them out of the game, it, it's kind of weird. You know, you, you're not expecting to see that. Just like in Carolina, where Luke Cooksley, unfortunately, <laughs> just signed a big contract. He <laughs> yep. had nothing. Just signed a big contract, and he had a massive concussion. And now he's out. Whatever. Now he's out for week two. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's a big impact for, you know, Carolina. Very big impact for Carolina. And and, and a big impact on your fantasy team because you, like, you fell in love with uh, several of your – Teams that have included IDPs, and that kind of like put a, a, a hole in your sails, if I'm not mistaken. 
It did. It, it, it truly yeah. did. Um, huh? You know, but it's okay. It's okay. I'm not going to. Okay. I'm not going to dwell don't cry. on it. Don't, don't cry on me, man. Please don't cry on me. I don't know if I can take. Oh, that. really? Lance, <laughs> you. Lance, you. Okay. <laughs> That's all right. At any rate. I, 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 I can understand that coming from a, not one, not two. Here we go. Here we go. No, 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 no. Listen. You know You're a three-time what? loser, man. You're a three-time We're loser. You know about it. it. We're going to you t- I'm glad you're so happy. I'm glad you're so happy about that. I am. I am. I have, absolutely. <laughs> I told you. you. I hate to tell you. I told you. But I, I got, you, oh know, my God. you got to listen to the Ladies master. and gentlemen. Gotta, no, you don't. You got to listen to the old Later. man. You got ladies to listen to the Here's what I'm going to tell you, ladies and gentlemen. This dude has week one victories, and he's all three over of himself like he's three, the best. Three, Whatever. Three That's probably them. the only three. That's probably the only let three he's something. got. Let me, let me tell you something, Victor. I'm hot. I am extremely hot. Um, I have to go over the uh, uh, what I said le- yes, um, last week in a master plan, but I'm telling mm-hmm. you what I said. I'm hot. I I I I can't stress enough, people. You got to listen to me. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm, I'm I'm tooting my own horn, but I got to. First week, I told you about some players, and they balled out. I'll go over them before I do my week two uh, analysis of each and every game and each in, uh, relevant fantasy player from each team next tomorrow. It's going to be an hour and a half show. I can't pack enough of. Uh, uh, all of it in one hour, an hour and a half show. I'm He's giving you Packer, every guys. team. Hmm? I'm <laughs> <laughs> so I'm giving you like Spackers. <laughs> I can't even get this out. I'm giving you this information. I'm giving you this information. Ten o'clock in the morning, before any of the most of the time, before any of these other shows get up. Some of these shows reiterated what I had said prior to their, their show getting on the air. I'm telling you, 10 a.m. to 11.30 is an hour and a half show. On Sunday morning, the master plan, I'm trying to help each and every one of you get to the playoffs and hopefully win some championships. Okay. Can I, can I, can I finish with the, the roundup now? I mean, right I, I, I'm sorry. You know, norm, I'm so you know I normally let you do. I let you do your your master plan promo at some point, but you just interject. You just so all up. You know what? Next week, I'm, ladies I'm, and gentlemen, he's up, not going to be on himself like this. He's not. But anyway, let's get back to some I'm of these changes. Up, man. Since since we're talking about pumped up and changes, we talked about Luke Coochley. We talked about the issue with yeah. Calvin Johnson. Yeah. Um, it looks like your head coach decided midstream to make a change after he made a change at the preseason. I made a and call. And I'm talking about down I'm talking about I made a call. No you didn't. No, I made didn't. a call down in Houston at, at halftime and said, look, if this if if your boy that you like so much doesn't do anything, put the boy I told you to put in first in the first place. Oh my gosh. And you watch them ball out. I'm telling you, and I'm giving they you lost. this right now. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, you're right. You're right because they were too far down and he put them in too late. I'm telling you right now, okay, people? I'm telling you right now, if you don't have a quarterback, if you waited like I've told a lot of people to wait, 
late for a quarterback and weren't able to pick up either Carson Palmer or Sam Bradford because they were they were uh, late round picks. I'm telling you, pick up Ryan Mallett. I'm, I, I hate to be a homer, but I'm telling you, this kid's got a lot of talent, and uh, he's going to get a shot. He's not going to get yanked like Brian Hoyer. He's going to get a shot. Ryan Mallett, trust me when I tell you this. I'm sorry. How to no, say it's that? Okay. It's okay. It's okay. Because, I, I mean, I wanted to get to that point anyway. Um, is this going to be a carousel? who's hot in the no. first half and, and stuff like that. Why was Brian Hoyer yanked after just the first half of play after being named the starter um, what? two games into the preseason? Well, here, here's what okay. I'm saying. Here's what I'm yeah. saying. Okay. Did O'Brien not have confidence in Mallet because of the preseason play, or was it something he did that said, okay, you know what, let me give this job to Hoyer and make Mallet – focus more was it a, a bill belichick psych job or was you know was it just that brian Hoare was so ineffective that he regretted his decision to name him as a starter halfway through the first game well i mean I, this is what i this is what i can surmise i surmise that the body language of the team especially the offense and the body language of the quarterback and the way the quarterback was handling the pressure that was coming to him from Kansas City and the, and the choices he was making throughout the game until he got lifted caused him to believe that Brian Hoyer going forward is Brian Hoyer. He's not going to be the guy. You've seen it all this last year. He's, he's a less than 40%, less than 50% uh, completion type of guy, and he saw the same thing. You don't have enough tape on Ryan Mallett to assess if he's not the one. He's only started two games his whole NFL career. Had one very good game, and the other one he played through a pec injury, which is very tough for a quarterback to deal with. A healthy Ryan Mallett. No, it's just just a fact. It's just a fact. And, and, and in order to get some decent tape on Ryan Mallett, you have plenty of tape on Brian Hoyer. You've seen him play a lot of, of, of quite a few games. You don't have a lot of tape on Ryan Mallett, so you let put him in there and see what happens. Now you know he's not going to get yanked. I, I I can almost guarantee he's not going to get yanked if he if he if he uh, play starts playing a little rough, a little tough, a little shaky. They're going to put this kid in there and at least give him a month of tape. And, uh, and see if he's what 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 they have. They don't know exactly what they have with Ryan Mallett because there's not enough tape on him. They have to do this. They have to put him in there. He's got a better arm. I think he's got a quicker release, and, and, and it looks like he's a better decision maker than than uh, Brian Horry. And he can push, and he can push the ball down the field. So I, that's how. Sounds that's how like I you're feel. selling. Sounds like you're selling them, but I try, I try to sell, I try to sell you I try to sell you sell you on Ryan Mount before the season started, and I, I I told you I really like this kid, and I still like this kid, and I think he's going to surprise people, and you're you're going to start hearing next week where did Ryan Mount come from? I'm telling you, I'm telling you, when he's healthy, he can he can ball out. Okay, well, speaking of which, and this is the last yes, review we're going to do. Um, it's actually okay. in the same game. 
Now, Alfred okay. Blue, Alfred Blue didn't get a lot of opportunities to run the ball because uh, Kansas City was in such a dominant uh, shape. Are you saying, uh, uh? And Arian Foster yeah. returned to practice this week. Um, mm-hmm. How soon before Arian Foster returns and those that drafted uh, Alfred Blue um, be looking for a replacement? Or should they That's hold on to him? Who, Alfred Blue? Absolutely. Yes. You don't, you, if you have Alfred Blue, uh, you better hold on to him because uh, Arian Foster uh, may not be back for a few weeks. Now, he practiced. I think he he didn't practice in full. He practiced in limited uh, form, a fashion, I should say. Um, I'm thinking probably the end of – oh, probably the middle of October. Let me put it that way. Um, they're not going to bring him back unless he's 100% healthy. He's not going to come back unless he's 100% healthy, meaning that he has no issues with that groin. He tore it off the bone. They had had surgery to, to put it back on the bone. So he had a healing process to go through. He's gone through it, and he's, he's able to, at this point, practice. But barring setback, they're going to make sure that he is completely healthy completely healthy before he goes back on that field. So even though he may practice and he was pushing for week two as the the, the game, uh, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't sweat it week five, week six, somewhere around there. That's where, that's my estimate. I would be comfortable with Aaron Forster coming back in week five or six. Anything, anything so, sooner, I'd be a little leery. Okay. And in your opinion, you think that uh, the positioning that Kansas City put Houston in last week made Alfred Blue look like a dud. Um, but this week, this week Houston has a, a very similar matchup against a very formidable defense. Um, Without Luke Cookley. Yeah, I, I know. I know. Without Luke Cookley. But yeah. uh, you still have a formidable defensive line there. That can uh, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. stop the run. So let's get mm-hmm. right into these games. I mean, I wanted to talk a little sure. bit more about some other games, but we're running low on time. I know I have an hour left, but it takes us a while to get through a lot of these games. Uh, we saw. I can make it quick. We'll we'll make it quick. Uh, we saw Denver uh, defeat Kansas City on the strength of their defense yet again. Um, your boy Jamal Charles, unfortunate fumble, two fumbles that led to. Momentum changes and uh, the Denver Broncos capitalizing. Uh, again, Mike Anderson had very little running room, very little CJ opportunity. Anderson. Yeah, CJ well, I'm thinking Mike. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Because I'm thinking Mike Anderson back there, I back know, in the I know day. I right. Oh, jeez. Boy, I can't wait to deflate <laughs> that ego. Anyway, um, CJ Anderson had very little running room. Uh, as Peyton looked pretty decent throwing the ball deep. Matter of fact, he overthrew several uh, passes for Bebe. I'm talking about uh, Demarius Thomas as well as uh, Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders uh, had two touchdowns, or one touchdown, I should say. Uh, and the backup, backup tight end, uh, is getting more touches than Owen Daniels. So that might be somebody you want to look out for, ladies and gentlemen, when you're, we're talking about fantasy-wise. A tight end to Peyton Manning is like fantasy gold. Uh, but 
apparently not the starting tight end. Uh, Alex Smith did his Alex Smith thing. He was very efficient. Um, he did have a pick, um, but for the most part, it wasn't his fault. Kansas City played a very, very good game, and uh, it was pretty much 0-0 for about, what, a quarter and a half, and then all of a sudden things changed. Um, all those looking for the big explosion for Demarius Thomas and and all the uh, aerial offense for, for Denver, uh, I believe we told you earlier this summer that that is not going to happen, even though they tried. There was a lot of missed opportunities for um, for Denver in that game. However, they capitalized when they needed to, which was the fumble by Jamal Charles with, what, 20 seconds or something left in the game before going into overtime and a scoop and score by a Denver defense. Um, so with that being said, JT, real quick, uh, your analysis of Thursday's night, Thursday night game between the uh, Denver Broncos and Kansas City Chiefs. People have been looking listening at eight o'clock on Thursday night Eastern Standard Time to the uh, to the FSB Cruise Show. I called this. I said this this set scenario looks just like a scenario that took place last last year when everybody thought the demise of Tom Brady was was uh, um, coming, uh, and uh, the the quarterback in question would raise up and 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 play his butt off. He looked shaky in the first half, came back in the, in the second half with the old Peyton Manning and balled out. Um, and I expect that to happen for the rest of the year. 12-2, um, and two, that's the record that Kansas City and Denver have against each other. Um, since, uh, uh, and that includes uh, playoff games. Since Peyton Manning has come to the Broncos, 6-0, and 12-2 oh, and two lifetime, Against the Broncos, I mean against the Kansas City Chiefs. So, Kansas City Chiefs and Peyton Manning are perfect together, and Kansas City can't seem to beat Broncos no matter what. It's just one of those things, people. I'm telling you, some some teams just find a way to lose against a certain team, and that's what happened and, Thursday. And in fantasy land, Jeremy Macklin didn't look bad. It's just Alex Smith can't get him the ball near the end zone, uh, Khalees looks like he's going to be the real deal. Uh, and, you know, he only had Kelsey. 48 yards. Kelsey. Kelsey. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. He, he had, uh, I believe, 48 or 58 yards on, I believe, five or six receptions, which means he's going to get targeted quite a bit. Um, unfortunately for any receiver in that offense, it, it it's not happening. But I will tell you this. Um, Emmanuel Sanders, again, like he did last year, looks to be the emerging guy. Will it take a, hey, I'm over here, Peyton-type deal uh, for Demarius Thomas (laughs) to uh, get in the end zone or get more targets and stuff like that? I don't know. But with Gary Kubiak, you know, uh, being the head coach and the offensive uh, balance going more toward the run game, you know, Peyton even said it himself at the end of the game. He was very happy that they won and smiling and stuff. He's like, we just couldn't find a way to run. We couldn't do this. We couldn't do that. But then uh, the defense picked us up and da-da-da-da-da. But at the same time, I have to wonder, when will Peyton decide, hey, this running game ain't going. We're about to throw about 30, 40 times in a game. And I'll swing it out to, to Anderson. I'll swing it out to Hillman 
or whatever, just to keep people honest, but we're going down the field. Um, and I, I honestly think because they're trying to, you know, establish the run game or make it a viable part of their offense, that it's hurting, it's hurting the team because they, they're not, their offensive line is not designed to be a run oriented offensive line. They are a pass based offensive line. Um, and if you don't understand what I mean by that is you have some, some teams like San Francisco and we'll get to Carlos Hyde in a minute, because that was the breakout player uh, of the week. And I think he's going to be a, a guy to watch for the whole season. Um, but you have a team like San Francisco that's designed to run the rock first, pass, protect second. Um, and that's, the difference between like San Fran and uh, and Denver, you have an offensive line designed to pass block better than run block, whether it's zone or man uh, blocking or gap blocking, whatever it is that you run. The, that's the difference. And I, I want to applaud a game. It's called Madden. Madden understands this. So in Madden 15, you're able to design your offense around a long pass, short pass, uh, short, um, not short run, ground and pound, or speed run. And what that means is you are able to draft, it's like fantasy, it's called MUT, Madden Ultimate Team. So you can get offensive players to make up your team based upon a certain style. So if you get a ground and pound running back, you want a ground and pound type of offensive line. Why? Because they're going to cause your offense to produce better results. And that's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about Denver and, uh, you know, their offensive line being a pass-based offensive line. They're a long pass offensive line type team. So uh, there are other teams like that. But ladies and gentlemen, at least for the next two weeks, they're going to try to still run the ball. But look out for Peyton and say, you know what? Hey, I'm tired of being close or I'm tired of being behind in these games where I know we could easily defeat these teams. So uh, look for that change. Let's start this week. This week is uh, coming off a a pretty good game, already with some controversy. Um, Shady McCoy leaves practice with – a hamstring injury, but says he's going to play as a host, the New England Patriots and the Buffalo Bills uh, store had a little interesting sale. I think it was deflated balls or something like that. Uh, <laughs> pump, deflate pump, something like that. Yeah, deflate pump. Yeah, something like that uh, <laughs> in their inventory this week. Uh, Rex Ryan yeah, I love it. already I love it. said. Rex Ryan has already said, you know, that they're going to beat him and they can beat him. And to that, Bill Belichick said something I'm comfortable with my record, meaning look at the record. The dude can't beat me. Um, Mm -hmm. So this is going to be a tough, tough matchup for Brady and company. I honestly believe that. Uh, They play Buffalo, that is. They play the tight end very rough, very tough. Um, I don't think Amendola or Edelman are going to have good games versus this Buffalo secondary. I really don't think so. Um, now, LeGarrette Blunt returns this week, 
So that might be a decent play for some people, um, but I wouldn't play him. If I was doing FanDuel or Dracking, by, by the way, uh, the master plan is brought to you by FanDuel. I don't think he's been doing that lately, but, hey, whatever. Um, so Say that again. I'm sorry. Say that again. I'm sorry. I said the master plan is brought to you by FanDuel, but I know okay. you have not I'll, been. I'll, well, I, I'm remiss to say that. I admit it, but it won't happen uh, again. I know. You haven't even done DraftKings in a while, but that's okay. We're partnering with both companies, ladies and gentlemen. We're partnering with both companies. Really soon, you're going to see some changes to our, our website, which is spotonradios.com. It'll show you what we're talking about. But let's get back to this game. Um, New England comes to Buffalo after a game they should have lost, in my opinion, to Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh ran up and down the field against that New England defense. Um and that was with D'Angelo Williams and a banged-up offensive line. Now, you have Shady McCoy and that stout uh, offensive line of Buffalo and Tyrod Taylor. This is going to be a very good opportunity uh, to see how Tyrod goes against a 3-4 attacking defense. Um, and I told you guys, Tyrod Taylor could be that shining star this year. I told you, he will be. He's going to be the difference in Buffalo coming back to prominence. So, JT, your analysis of this game really quickly, and then we're going to make our picks. Tough defense going against a defense that's, that's really shaky now, especially in the, in the back side of it. Um, Bill Belichick's got a, I think, 16-2 and two record or something, something crazy against second-year quarterbacks. Uh, I mean, against quarterbacks making their second start. Um. Tyrod Taylor, the dynamic quarterback, don't know if he's going to throw for a, a lot, but he's going to be efficient with the football and, and not, uh, um, in my opinion, give up the football a lot. I think they do what they did to the Indianapolis Colts and company. Older quarterback, more experienced, play these twice a year. I'm talking about the Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots. I like the upstart Bills winning at home. <clears throat> I agree with that, and here's the one thing I, I don't think will happen. I don't think that uh, uh, Sammy Watkins is going to be forgotten like he was last week. I think Mr. Butler, Malcolm Butler, who actually played um, Antonio Brown pretty good uh, in the game opener or the season opener, he played him pretty well, but I think Sammy Watkins is going to have his way with uh, Mr. Butler this upcoming uh, Sunday. Now, if Tyrod can give him the ball, you know, will be the telltale sign. With that being Vic, said, yes. Malcolm Butler, Antonio Brown, about the same size type and same same type of guy in, in, in uh, body type I'm talking about. Sammy Watkins yeah. is a bigger wide receiver. Yes, but Sammy Watkins was going against Vontae Davis last week. And Vontae's a lot smaller than him, but he got shut out. So I don't care about the body type. Well, Vontae's a lot better than Malcolm Butler. And, I mean, that's that, that's like night and day in my opinion. Well, night and day. I don't know. I don't know. I just think Antonio was a uh, more tenacious receiver, and he played – because uh, Malcolm played the ball pretty well. He played the ball pretty well. He just got beat. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's nothing more to say. 
you know, the ball was in places where it, you know, shouldn't have been caught, but it was caught. But anyway, um, well, I got a quick, question. quick, quick question. Same in the same game. Sure. I got mm-hmm. three choices. Um, one of them had, involved a guy in a quarterback in this game, and and the uh, the other two choices are two quarterbacks in two different games, and one we talked about already. Um, if you had a choice, and this is the only choice, there's no other choice. Taylor, Tyrod Taylor, I'm talking about Joe Flacco, Ryan Mallett. We What's already went through this. Um, well, you got to – okay. Let me break it down for you real quick. I'll do it this way. You have Houston taking on, if I'm not mistaken, where's Houston? Carolina. Carolina. Okay, Carolina. Carolina's defense. You got Tyrod taking on New England's defense, who Ben Roethlisberger threw for 350 on. Um, Tyrod's no Ben Roethlisberger, but go ahead. I I got it. I got it. And uh, who's the other quarterback? Flacco. Joe Flacco going up against Oakland in Oakland. The only the only okay. quarterback at home is Tyrod. What I would tell you is, and I I may re- live to regret this because I'm not happy with this guy ever. But Joe Flacco, um, unfortunately, I, I was hoping. I was hoping you say that, wouldn't say that because I'm not a but, big Flacco. <clears throat> neither am I. Neither am I. But I got to look at, you know, what happened last week with Andy Dalton and, you know, uh, what he did against that Oakland defense, which was – I was very disappointed in Oakland's defense and Oakland's offense. Of course, David Carr was out of the game for most of the well, game. but. Let me ask you something, Joe, uh, Joe. Andy Dalton, who's got better weapons to throw to, in Cincinnati or in Baltimore? Yeah. Cincinnati, who's, by th- far. Thank you. Well, then that's 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 what I'm talking about. Joe Flacco, but really does an agent Steve Smith, um, yeah. and he's got some younger guys, um, first and second year guys to throw to. I got that, but you have to look at the secondary that they're going against as well. The secondary of the Oakland Raiders is not that good. Uh, The run defense for Oakland is okay, but it's not uh, a pass rush type defense. Khalil Mack is good, but you have nobody else really rushing the, the quarterback. Justin Tuck, shadow of what he was when he was with the Giants and stuff like that. So, I'm going to give Flacco time and Justin Forsett time. And, you know, um, I forgot who their number two receiver is uh, over there, but it is what it is. I think Perryman comes point. back this week. But but I understand your point, but what I'm telling you is, based upon Oakland's defense, what they're going up against, I would rather take Flacco. I like Tyrod going against uh, New England. I don't like Ryan Mallett going against uh Carolina, because even though Kukli is gone, or uh, yeah, Kuchli is gone, they still have a tenacious front four that gets after the quarterback and stops the run at the same time. And Ryan Mallett, as you said, two games is not a large body of work. However, if he's going to throw tantrums and whatnot with his coach because he's not starting, I can see him getting flustered rather easy when he gets hit you know, 20 times in the game. But uh, for my Joe Flacco in that situation, but we're not to that game. Let's go to the, let's go to the Houston Carolina game though. 
Um, sure. We talked about it. Now, uh, Cam Newton. Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. He's 175 yards last, last year. 175 yes. yards last week. Last week. I know. Mm-hmm. And then, to top mm-hmm. it off, Jericho Cotri had, what, four or five catches, one touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, but the big surprise, Greg Olson. Not yeah, that. That's Nada. crazy. He got two points. He caught caught one ball for eleven yards. Well, in one league I got him in, he got no points. So I don't know if it was because of something else or the the scorings is jacked up. But Greg Olson was and is pretty much the only real option that Cam has right now, and that includes the running game because Jonathan Stewart is not doing anything. Austin Safarian Jenkins. I uh, know that's the tight no. end. Um, yeah, well, that's in Tampa well, Bay. I don't know where you're at. I'm talking about the the running back. It's a three name running back. I can't get his name uh, right now. But Cameron, Cameron Art. See that? See that's the difference. Artist Payne. Artist Payne. There you go. Artist Payne. That's yeah. I, I had to prompt you with hey. that, but that's the difference between you because I can rattle these names <laughs> off without even looking them up. And you know I, why? That's you know what? Uh, I'm gonna tell you why. It's two thirty six in the morning Payne. here. It's two thirty six in the Artist morning Payne. here, and my brain is not functioning fully. But you just, so, let me add, let me tell you quiet. something. Let me tell you something. One of one of my one of my fantasy teams is is and, and this is apropos of who I am. Is, is named the Night King. Oh my God! Because for the simple fact is I keep late hours of the night because I'm not I don't need I don't require much sleep. So I keep you're a late whore. hours of the night. That's what you're saying. You're saying you're a whore. <laughs> you're the night king who keeps late hours at night. That sounds like a, a whore to me. <laughs> or a gigolo. What's going on? Thanks, th- thanks a lot, man. I got nothing but love for you. That's okay. <laughs> Lance, that's you okay. Too. Lance, that's, that's you okay. as well. <laughs> on to the games, man. Let's talk about the games. All right. So. Um, yeah. Houston goes to Carolina. Um, yes, now, I still believe now Carolina secondary is not that good. However, DeAndre Hopkins had a, a pretty good game last week. Nate Washington had 11 targets, over yep. 100 yards. 11 sure. targets. Cecil Short had, uh, I think, seven targets, four catches, or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, Spread the ball around. But, Spread it around. That is true. But I don't think Houston wants to be a passing team. I really think not Houston all. wants they want to run the ball, and that's not going to play in their favor against that Carolina run defense. Quite most honestly, running team, most running team in the NFL last year. Yeah, but th- this is what I'm saying though that I think it will be a mistake to try to run against Carolina. Um, I think they should try to pass the ball. Now, to me, that means you definitely play uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, you also need to look at uh, Cecil Short or even um, Nate Washington. Now, will Nate Washington, you know, repeat his performance as of last week? I don't know. I know that Ryan Mallett likes throwing the ball to Nate Washington because they both were on the second team. So, you know, there's a rapport there. But I don't know if you want to, you know, go out and grab Nate off the wave walk because if you have him on your starting lineup, then you were definitely desperate 
at a wide receiver <laughs> for game one of the season. Yep. But um, I honestly think if J.J. Uh, Watt and all those other guys do their business, Houston can shut out Carolina at home. I think they can. Um, only because Devin Funches does not look like he's going to be anything like Calvin Benjamin was last year. Um, he had, like, what, two targets, one catch for nine yards last week. Jericho Cotri did well. Um, there was another guy, I can't remember his name right now, that, that did pretty decent. But, like you said, Cam had 170 yards passing, 175 yards passing, and the run game was non-existent. You got J.J. Watt, Vince Wolford, Jadavion Clowney coming in from time to time, Jonathan Joseph and other folks in that secondary. Romeo Cornell does have a top, you know, a top defense in the NFL for a very long time. Matter of fact, I'm in a league where somebody dropped the Texans defense after game one. Are you stupid? What? Are you, what? Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, I, I, I quickly picked them up. I you sure. Why not? Up. Top five but, defense. Uh, you think they're going to change that much from year to year? Come on. But in this game, I think that uh, Houston wins it decisively uh, over Carolina to the fact that I think that Houston might shut them out. I know you're a homer, but let's get a uh, honest opinion out of you on this one. I, I like – there is not enough offense, in my opinion, on the Carolina Panthers to really scare the Houston Texans. I think they're going to get after Cam um, because if you stop Cam – there's really no one else. Um, you got um, Greg Olson on that cam, definitely going to try to get the ball to him. That doesn't know two ways about it. Um, and that may be the weakness of the Houston Texans. Each defense has a weakness, and Houston, I think, has the weakness of uh, covering the tight end. And that's an indictment on the uh, – on the uh, possibly on the safeties or the uh, linebackers, depending on what their scheme is. Um, but their running back, their running situation is, is uh, a suspect and uh, their wide receivers, in my opinion, are very suspect. So a de- team with a decent defense really has to key in on the quarterback and getting to the quarterback, uh, with the type of pass rush that the, uh, uh Texans can generate. I think, uh, I wouldn't say shut them out. But I think they can shut them down, uh, meaning I think Houston can win the game. Um, I, I'm not be, I, I'm trying not to be biased, but I'm just saying that there's not enough offense, offensive weapons in Carolina to um, negate the uh, Houston's defense and cause Carolina to win. All right, let's move on. We agree on that one. This game right here that I'm about to talk about looks to be, to me, one of the uh, best for fantasy. And I say that in the sense that one team can't stop the run and one team, uh, all they can do is because the quarterback can't get the ball to the big guys, the wide receivers and stuff. Uh, I'm talking about Arizona going to Chicago. Now, Chris Johnson, CJ2K, gets the start. And I don't think he's going to ever give up this job because uh, Ellington, he can't stay healthy and he's ineffective. 
But uh, CJ2K starts this game for Arizona. Uh, Matt Forte did his thing last week, uh, but that was against Green Bay. Arizona has a much stouter uh, defense and pass rush as well as run defense. Alshon Jeffries versus uh, Patrick Peterson is going to be Megatron versus Patrick Peterson all day. The key here is can Jay Cutler get Alshon Jeffries the ball? Um, I don't know if he can. I don't know if he can. Eddie Royal didn't look too hot last week. Um, I'm not sure if it's because he wasn't able to get separation from the Green Bay Packers secondary or Jay Cutler just didn't give him the ball. I think Jay Cutler had like a 40% passer rating or something like that or percentage um, of his passes were caught. Don't know. Um, But Chicago's at home. I, I know, I know that Chris Johnson can run all over that uh, Chicago defense, but can John Brown, Larry Fitzgerald, and oh by the way, Malcolm, not Malcolm, Michael Floyd, who only got one target with one catch last week, can he uh, show up in this game and play in the slot? Because I don't think he's going to be a starter much longer. I think John Brown and Fitz are your starters, and Floyd becomes your slot guy. And uh, that's Chicago's weakness. They're secondary. Um, Can it make a difference? I don't know. Carson might go for 300 again this week if CJ2K doesn't go for a buck 50. But uh, Matt Forte is is a good play because he's involved in the passing game. Uh, But I look for Arizona to win this game uh, in, in, a, in a decent contest. Just a lot of fantasy points are going on in this game. What are your thoughts? My thoughts are that it's a weaker Arizona defense, so I think the, 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 there's points to be scored on both sides of the ball. Um, one of the quarterbacks that I have been touting in Carson Palmer, one of the better better quarterbacks, especially throwing a deep ball. I think he's going to ball out in this game. I like the Arizona Cardinals. All right, let's move on to the next game. San Diego Chargers with Phillip Rivers and Ladarius Green take on the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, Andy Dalton, and some people already have said Tyler Eifert is the new Gronk. Same number, same style of play. Uh, second-year player that that is expected to be doing a whole lot, um, who actually did pretty well versus uh, Oakland's defense last week. So, you know, when we get to the Baltimore game, you might want to look at Dennis Pitta, but we'll talk about that when we get there. Um, San Diego travels, and the key word here is traveling to Cincinnati. I don't like San Diego traveling to Cincinnati, uh, especially after seeing what um, Detroit did to them for the better part of the game. For whatever reason, Detroit's secondary uh, decided to become Swiss cheese and let Phillip throw for 404 yards. I don't think uh, Adam Jones 
you know, I'm going to take your helmet off and slam your head into it, Adam Jones, is going to uh, let a team like uh, San Diego do that to them. That team's pretty good. The secondary, that is. The secondary of, of Cincinnati is pretty good. Uh, I'm actually going to pick San Diego to lose this game uh, for lack of a run offense. It's not, you know, th- that they can't get the ball to Oliver. They just haven't given the ball to Oliver. They used Danny Woodhead a lot uh, last week. And as you said, Wisconsin running back. I don't know what it is. Looked spectacular in college, uh, in the mm-hmm. Big Ten, but yeah, coming college. to the NFL. But they come in the NFL and they look like garbage. Now the Big Ten is known for having awesome line blockers, run blockers. Yep. And yep. Uh, you know that's what helps a lot of these running backs from the Big Ten look so good. In gaping you know, holes. Gaping yes. holes. Because the Midwest is known for doing stuff like that. Corn-fed big boys that are on farms, and they bail hay and they bail people. But when you come to the NFL, it's a different <laughs> style. It's a it's a very different style. Uh, as I said, you have long pass, short run, long run, and all these other type of, of combination of, of players and, and plays that you don't you have to adjust. As you said, Jerry, um, he looked very tentative uh, last week. So for that reason, yep. I'm picking Cincinnati to win this game at home. Whenever you're no. ready. No, no, no I'm, I'm just thinking. I'm just taking a pause. Um, I'll tell you, I'll say it like this. A big game for for uh, San Diego. They had a, a dog fight with uh, um, <clears throat> excuse me with uh, Detroit last week. Um, going against a less powerful offense in Cincinnati, but just like you emphasized before, they're going from West Coast to to the East East Coast or Mid America, wherever you want to say. Cincinnati's um, East Coast. Yeah. Okay. So I I would think that. Um, I have to go to, with Cincinnati to win the game. I'll put it that way. All right, let's go to another game where mm-hmm. uh, Marcus Mariota looked very good, and I told you this. I told you Jameis Winston was a piece of garbage, and he looked like it uh, last week against Tennessee, who is a good team, but not they should not look that dominant, especially on the road. Um, but Marcus Mariota threw for four touchdowns, uh, in the first half of that game last week. Now he goes to Cleveland, where Cleveland has no idea what they're going to do. Johnny Menzel threw his first touchdown, uh, but Johnny Menzel is going to get crushed this week. Uh, Marcus Mariota is a very good quarterback who will become a elite quarterback throughout his career. Um, he looked very comfortable uh, in that game against Tampa Bay. Um, matter of fact, he didn't even have his best weapon, Delaney Walker, for half the game, and they still blew out ten, uh, uh, um, Tampa Bay. And But he, that's a concern for me. 
Delaney Walker's not playing in this. He may or may not play. He has a splint on his hand. A tight end that catches the ball with a splint on his on their hand does not bode well in my book. However, they're going against Cleveland, and Cleveland did not anywhere near like an NFL team last week. Uh, Joe Hayden and them, they've got a long season ahead of them. Uh, I think Mariota, Bishop Sankey looked decent. Um, but, yes, I think Tennessee comes out and wins this game. I'm not saying they're going to put a 40-burger up. I'm not saying that. But if you want a spot start, it's only week two. You shouldn't need that. But if you need a spot start or if you think you're in a situation like Jerry uh, where you're, you've got, let's say, uh, Ryan Mallet versus Carolina, Tyrod versus uh, New England, or you have Mariota versus Cleveland. You go for Mariota versus Cleveland. That's that's my pick, and that's what I'm going to say. Take it away, JT. Who? What game we on? I I, I go in Tennessee. <laughs> what game we on? I said all that. And you not paying attention. Thanks a lot. All right, so let's yeah, go to I was the, paying uh, attention, but I, but I like Tennessee because Johnny Manziel, former Heisman Trophy, against another uh, former, uh, former Heisman Trophy winner. Um, I think Mariota's got better better weapons around him um, and is a better quarterback, better team, even though they're still – they haven't gone up against really any, any defense that can challenge them. Tampa Bay yeah, and then I, Cleveland. I like uh, Tennessee. All right. Let's move on. Detroit goes to Minnesota. Now, AP made his return last week. Unfortunately, AP didn't look that good against San Francisco. And surprisingly, San Francisco's defense doesn't look like it, it's gone down, even though it lost so many players. I was very surprised. That run defense was pretty freaking good. Um, so, and I'm quite sure – the 49ers defense is somewhere out there on the waiver wire for somebody. I want to think about grabbing it. Um, but Detroit, you let little Danny Woodhead run all over you. If that happens with AP, it's going to be curtains. Now, we talked about this earlier on in, in the uh, in the show. Jerry made mention that Calvin Johnson should be heavily targeted in this matchup since he was only targeted like what three times last week now here's the thing yeah but Minnesota secondary is pretty good granted they were going against Colin Kaepernick last week but Minnesota versus uh, Detroit it's always a good game Uh, history shows that Calvin doesn't always have his best games versus Minnesota so I'm not looking for Calvin to break out of his uh, his catch reception or yardage reception drought just yet. And, yes, this is a drought even though it's only the first game. Um, I think Teddy Bridgewater could have played a whole lot better last week, and I think he will play a whole lot better at home this week. AP goes over 100 in this game. I've got Minnesota, first home team winning a game. Well, second team. game on the second second game on the road. Um, 
for Detroit going up against the division rival, I have to go with Minnesota. They got a bit. They got to play a lot better than they played last last week. They got to play a lot better. And plus, they give the ball more to um, uh, Adrian Peterson. So I, I got to believe that Peterson usually plays better, plays pretty well against the uh, Detroit Lions. So I got to go with the uh, home team. All right. Now here's a game that I think um, is going to tell the tale of what's going to happen with the psyche of a young quarterback. Rob Ryan is not going to be afraid to blitz your boy Jameis Winston. Jameis already is not a a mobile quarterback, so he's going to be a sitting duck for Rob Ryan. Now, here's the deal. Mike Evans didn't play last week. Lewis Murphy did. And that hurt uh, Jameis Winston a lot. Uh, But I also want to look at the fact that Mike Evans – may play this week, but he's a game-time decision, which hurts a lot of fantasy owners out there because I'm quite sure Mike Evans was probably your number one wide receiver when you drafted. Um, But you haven't seen him. And you still might not see him this week. Uh, And the fact that I don't like Jameis Winston at the NFL level as a starting quarterback just yet, I have to, in good conscience, tell you, you need to bet New Orleans to, at home, at home, by the way, to take out Tampa Bay. I mean, I don't know what the spread is, but I'd bet the spread and lay a lot so I could win some money. But uh, Jared Cook, emerging starting wide receiver for uh, New Orleans looked pretty good last week. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, uh, Victor, Victor, Victor. Yes. I'm slow you down. Yes. Slow you down because I think you're you're getting a little um, punchy in early in the morning. What? It's not Jared Cook. Jared Cook is a tight end for the St. Louis Rams. Okay. My Brandon bad, my Cook. Bad. Brandon Cooks is the is the wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints. Okay. Well. I told you it's well, it's almost three in the morning here. I, I understand that's why that, that that that's why I'm being gentle with you. I don't want you to break down. Screw <laughs> <laughs> you, Jerry. Okay, Brandon Cooks. There you Brandon go. Thank Cooks you. Mar- I think Brandon Cooks and Marquise Colson are going to have a very good game, uh, along with Mark Ingram. Now, uh, what is it? Kerry Robinson, I believe his name is. The other running back who's uh, spelling C.J. Spiller Kyrie. since he's out. Kyrie, thank Kyrie you. Robert. Kyrie Robinson. Yeah. He is like a Darren Sproles type guy. Hey, the, the, the help here is free, man. All you have to do is say, help me, please. Help me. Whatever. I'm here Whatever. for you. I, I, be quiet. As I said, bet the farm on the New Orleans Saints. And uh, – I would not expect too much fantasy-wise from anybody from Tampa Bay. Even though Austin uh, Safarian Jenkins did well last week, tight end is, is a – let's say again? Ten is the point spread. I They're going to cover. They're going to cover, uh, in my opinion. But as I was saying, Austin Safarian Jenkins uh, did very well last week uh, for Jameis Winston. Um, I don't know if that's going to be the case this week, 
But uh, we'll see what happens. And you've already picked who in this game, New Orleans or Tampa Bay? No-brainer. No-brainer, home team. New Orleans. All right, let's go to the Middlelands, your neck of the woods. I don't think it's called but Atlanta. MetLife Stadium. MetLife Stadium, there you go. So the Atlanta Falcons coming off of a good Monday night win um, take on the New York football Giants who gave away their opening game to the Dallas Cowboys. And I mean they gave it away. Literally, they did. Um, So it's ODB versus uh, JJ, Julio Jones. Now, I would like to tell you this, ladies and gentlemen. Atlanta is going to win the South in the NFC, right? The Giants, they keep losing players left and right. And I finally saw Jason Pierre-Paul's hand, and it don't look good for JPP or the New York Giants and his return anytime soon. Uh, And because the Giants could not establish the run against the Cowboys – and they gave the game away, I definitely am going with the better team in Atlanta Falcons. JT. Okay. For um, fun purposes only, the Giants are favored by two points. Believe it or not. The Giants are? Wow. The Giants are favored by two points. I'm looking at the Yahoo, uh, Yahoo site, and they're favored by two points. And I got it. I, I, I'm stunned. I'm, I'm stunned that the Giants will be favored. I thought, if, if anything, that the Falcons would be favored by two points or three points, something like that. Yeah. But I'm, roll, I'm rolling with the boys from Georgia. There's no two ways about it. I'm rolling with the boys from Georgia. All right. Now to another game that features two very talented running backs. Um, and oof, I don't know what to, what to do here because I, I can't stand Colin Kaepernick's uh, delivery or his field generalship. Um, but San Fran goes to Pittsburgh. Excuse me, Pittsburgh can move the ball up and down the field and get in the end zone. But as I said before, surprisingly, San Fran's defense has looked really good. It helps when you have a good running game to keep getting first downs. And Carlos Hyde had, what, 168 yards on the ground last week uh, and two touchdowns, while D'Angelo Williams had 125 or 127 with, uh, I believe, no touchdowns. Who's going to give? Pittsburgh defense is very, very soft, very soft. I think this is a game for Vernon Davis to emerge. If you have Vernon Davis, I think this is where you want to start him. If you saw the um, Pittsburgh-New England game, then you saw what, what Gronkowski did. VD can do the same thing. Cap can't get him the ball. That's going to be a problem. So with that being said, um, on the strength of a strong running game, because uh, Deion Lewis, Deion Lewis also had a good game versus this Pittsburgh defense. I've got to pick um, San Francisco 
based upon the fact that I don't think Pittsburgh's defense is going to be able to stop Carlos Hyde, which is going to open up plays for Vernon Davis. Uh, Kaepernick isn't going to look that good, but he's going to look good enough. So I'm going to pick San Fran, JT. I'm going on the opposite way. I'm going Pittsburgh. I don't think uh, the um, 49ers can keep up with that offense. And let's see if the 49ers defense can play um, well on the road. Home opener, like I said last week, home opener, a lot of these teams are jacked up. A lot of them play above themselves or because of the, it's a home opener and it's, everybody's got high expectations. Let's see if that whole team can travel. Offense okay. defense. I like Pittsburgh. All right. Let's go into the next game where it's a little near and dear to my heart. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to see it because it's not airing here. Um, and already it's, it's the second game of the season. And this team is down a whole bunch of stars. I'm talking about my Washington Redskins hosting the surprisingly strong St. Louis Rams who uh, defeated uh, Seattle in overtime last week. A uh, little background here. Trey Mason may play. Todd Gurley may suit up. But the word is he, he <laughs> might not play. Um, but but Trey Mason uh, looks like he might start the game. If not, you know, Benny game, Cunningham will start again. Correct. Game time decision. So we'll see what happens there. But here's the story of the game. Pierre Garçon starting wide receiver, Andre, uh, not Andre Johnson, um, Andre Roberts will be the other starting wide receiver um, with Ryan Grant at the slot. Jordan Reed tied in. Alfred Morris last week had 125 yards versus a very tough Miami defense. Very tough. So I was surprised when I saw that. Um, but Kurt Cousins is Kurt Cousins. And Kurt threw two interceptions last week. I look for him to throw maybe two more this week. Uh, hell, of pass hell, of a, hell of a pass yeah, rush. Hell of a pass rush coming. And that's what I mean. Glover, Quinn, Long, all these guys are just phenomenal and should destroy the Redskins. Now, again, the Redskins didn't lose by much last week, but they did lose. So it's like, okay, well, what are the positives? The positives are the defense looked decent against Miami's offense. And I think they'll look decent again, but I don't think they're going to get the job done. I have St. Louis winning in this game. Not by much, but I have them winning. JT? You know, this is why I have them winning. The quarterback of the St. Louis Rams knows the Washington Redskins. Along with that defense uh, and Nick Foles, I think, uh, unfortunately for your team, they take another L. I agree with you. I do. Let's go to Jacksonville where Jarvis Landry leads the Miami Dolphins against Jacksonville. Now, Julius Thomas is – yeah. Julius Thomas – is said to be coming back in a couple weeks. But until then, uh, Alan Hearns and and Robinson 
are not going to be that serviceable in the passing game. They need that other player uh, to help them out. Uh, the run defense is is pretty stout for Miami. I don't know how they gave up 125 yards, Tyford Morris, but I'm glad they did because I needed the points in one of my fantasy leagues. But uh, I don't see T.J. Yeldon getting 125 yards on this Miami defense. And Dominican Sue was accused of being a dirty player after seeing a couple plays. I can understand it, but the guy just balls out. He's a throwback. He's like a Dick Buckus, uh, what's my man name, uh, the Deacon Jones-type player. And, you know, if you can hate him or love him, but he makes things better. Uh, Cameron Wake, he, I believe, didn't play more than a quarter last week. So Jelani Jenkins had a hell of a game last week. Uh, thanks to who and Dominican Sue. Anybody that lines up on that same side is going to have a hell of a game. So um, we'll see what happens. But again, I'm going to pick Miami. Even though Jacksonville's at home and they're pretty tough, I just don't see them pulling this one out. Go ahead, JT. Miami. I can't see All anything right. else but Miami. Okay. Baltimore heads to Oakland. We talked about this a little bit. Uh, I told you I'd rather take Flacco over Tyrod or over uh, Mallet, especially with this lineup that they've got going on. Um, as far as Oakland can't cover the tight end. So Dennis Pitta needs to step up and step out in this game. No, uh, no Dennis Pitta. Who's the tight end? Dixon? Ed Dixon? No, Ed Dixon. Come on, man. It's Crockett well, Gilmore the... or Max Williams. Okay. They're done because I don't know. All right. But I'm still going to pick Baltimore to be Oakland because David Carr is coming off an injury to his hand. His hand. Quarterbacks can't throw the ball if their hands jacked up. And Latavius Murray looked really good in a losing effort against uh, Cincinnati, but because they couldn't run the ball uh, or they had to throw the ball so much, he didn't get that many opportunities. I think he'll have a lot of opportunities in this game. I really do. But, uh, yeah, I am going to pick Baltimore. Next game, Dallas goes to Philly. This, my friend, is going to be a shootout. Now, I'll tell you this. I'm not a big fan of uh, Chip Kelly's offense with the three running backs. I'm not. Here's the why, the reason why. Darren Sproles ended up being the most productive out of the three last week. Even though DeMarco Murray got two touchdowns, he only touched the ball eight times. Ryan Matthews tested, I think, about six times. Those are your big-ticket guys that you just paid a lot of money for. Um, and Darren Sproles had the most yards rushing and receiving as as a running back. So I, I don't know what to do here. I, I really don't. Do I want to tell you, hey, go with Sam Bradford and, and Nelson Aguilar looked like he couldn't run a route to save his life. And Jordan Matthews is getting double teamed. So we'll see if he's going to be able to break out of that. But Sam Bradford, for the most part, looks like he's on point. Um, 
it's going to be a test going against this Dallas Cowboy defense. I'll tell you that right now. As much as it pains me, I'm going to say the Dallas Cowboys win that game. Playing in uh, um, Philly, uh, home opener, first game that uh, uh, the new look Eagles play uh, in a regular season. Dallas takes their first loss. I can respect that. I really can. All right. So that takes us to um, Seattle, the the Sunday night game. Seattle going to uh, Green Bay. Just a replay of the NFC Championship game except in Green Bay. Now, Devontae Freeman didn't look good last week. He didn't need to, but he still didn't. Uh, Randall Cobb was okay, was not spectacular. Eddie Lacy, okay, not spectacular. Aaron Rodgers didn't need to throw for 300 yards, so he didn't. But they still got three touchdowns, and they still won. Um, I don't know what's up with Seattle. You've got Marshawn Lynch's mom dogging out the offensive coordinator. You've got Cam Chancellor sitting out because he wants to renegotiate after he has like three years left on his current deal, which is ridiculous. It's all about the money, if, if that's the case. Um, let's see. I like Jimmy Graham, uh, but I don't think that's going to be enough. I have Green Bay at home defeating Seattle. Short and sweet. Um, not enough offense on, on Seattle's side. They're not the same defense without Cam Chancellor. A one man can make a difference. I like Green Bay. All right. Uh, last game, Monday night game, true and near and dear to your heart, JT. Indianapolis takes on the New York football Jets. No you know what? No, listen, listen. You listen. Know I, I'm not setting you up for that. I'm not setting you up for that. See, stop okay. it. I'm not going to lance you. I'm not going to lance you. Uh, <laughs> but the point <laughs> – the point, the point that I'm, I'm I'm getting to is, there's no T. Y. Hilton in this game. So Dante Moncrief, Dante Moncrief going against Darrell Revis is a pretty interesting matchup. So what I'm going to say is, Andre Johnson should have a good game. Now the Jets have very very good defense. You you bring in Ty Bowles, they're even better. Um, so this is tough. It really is, but I'm going to pick Indianapolis. Chris Ivory uh, had a very good game last week as well. He should have another good game. Eric Decker and Brandon Marshall need to step up a little bit and catch some of these crazy balls that quarterback are throwing. But other than that, I, I truly believe because T.Y. is not playing, the Jets win the game. I, and, and I'm sorry to say it, but I think the Jets will win because there is no real threat for uh, Indianapolis. Frank Gore rushed the ball, I think, like six times last week versus Buffalo. Not a good sign. Not a good sign. They need to feed the beast to set up the play action. And they didn't. Dwayne Allen had a touchdown, but Kobe Fleener didn't. You know, 
It is what it is. Some teams are more advanced than others coming out of preseason. Some teams uh, um, don't get going right away. Uh, I think that was the case with Indianapolis up against Buffalo, which is a buzzsaw. I think they settled down. Now they got another defense, a tough defense to go against. They've gone against a tough defense to know how to deal with the physicality of that defense. I think Indiana, I mean Indiana, Indianapolis uh, goes into the, uh, MetLife and beats the Jets. Okay. I mean, minus T.Y. Hilton. You think that's going to happen? T.Y. Hilton, the game time decision. He hasn't practiced all week. Well, you know what? Let me let me not bang it on that because he's. I think it was his daughter that was born at the time. He didn't practice the day before, the day before that, and yada, 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 caught a flight the next day and got to the game and got like 168 yards receiving or whatever. But um, if he does not play, I think if he does play, uh, I think it will be a closer game. Uh, but I think the Jets would win the closer game. All right, JT, that's going to wrap it up for us on this uh, subject matter. So, okay, let's talk. That being said, oh, let's geez, talk. here we go. <laughs> <sighs> All right, here's the deal, ladies and gentlemen. Here's the deal. We got about we got about 13 minutes left alive there, right? So, plenty of time. I'm gonna go ahead. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I should have just cut the show off right now so I can go back to sleep. You, but you wanted to run. You wanted to run through them games quickly. I know, I know. I was trying to prolong because <laughs> I knew what you were about to do. I know what you're about to do. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to I'm going to be humble about it. Unlike some people on the phone, I lost to Jerry three out of uh, yeah three times this week. Um, bang, bang, and, and bang. Whatever. And one of them, you know, I, I feel really dumb about. Uh, <laughs> had I, the reason why is because had I gotten up in time, I could have took out one or two players that uh, if, didn't play. I, listen, 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 I, I know, I know. Listen, come on, man, stop. Would have, could have, should have. Excuse, excuse. Would have, could have, should have. No, no, I didn't, there wasn't no excuse. I said I regret not doing it. I didn't take mm-hmm. anything away from you. But, of course, it's all about Jerry, all about Jerry. But, um, no, it's not. no, no it's not. He, he beat me. He beat me fair and square. One game was by seven, uh, which was that game that I couldn't get my player out. I believe that was Mike Evans because I had Jarvis mm-hmm. Landry on the bench. But because of the mm-hmm. time difference here, I I just mm-hmm. couldn't get up in time to make the change. Um, and had I had Jarvis in, it would be a different story, but I didn't, so it is what it is. Um, and another game, I think you won like eight or nine. All the games were close. Let me put it that way. All the games were close, um, but I did lose to Jerry three times this week, uh, which three was times. fine, which is fine because it's only week one. Um, hopefully – I'll be able to come back on the air really soon. Tell you how I DOG'd him out. I did a guide to him. DOG dogged him out. But with that being said, I'm gonna leave the floor to JT and let him spew his his venom, his lancisms, and you know, oh, be on his way. 
and be on my way. Well, I'm 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 not gonna I'm not gonna gloat too much. I, I all I have to say is this, and uh, I think we took back and forth. I told you one game was going to be close, and the other one wasn't. I was mistaken. Both games were relatively close, and I and you and I keep on telling you this, and you and you still keep on um, going going by it. I don't pay attention to it, and I'll tell you why. Um, you kept on spewing that that uh, um, I'm um, slated to win. I'm projected to win um, by whatever whatever the projection uh, that it, that it tells you in ESPN. I told you I don't pay attention to those. I never pay attention to those. Um, I, I had a matchup with my brother, uh, the same matchup we have for the championship in my uh, home league, in my family league, and I was projected to lose it. Uh, my, my percentage of winning it was 30-something percent. And then pay attention to it. I put the players in there and let them do their thing. And lo and behold, um, I beat them by 40 points. So I don't pay attention to projections. I look at what the other team's roster is, which I looked at yours, and I looked at what I had, and I'm saying I'm winning both of these. Try to tell you I don't pay attention to projections. You shouldn't pay attention to them. They give you a, a false sense of security. Let me put it that way, a false sense of security. They still have to play the games. Those two games, um, we don't meet again until whenever part of the season um, it is. But for now, I hope to have the upper hand. I told you what I was going to do. It was done um, on and off the field, on uh, in fantasy and out of fantasy. And you know what I mean when I say out of fantasy. Um, so that's uh, uh, one bill for me, two – Three wins and one bill for me. That's all I got to say. You there? Are you there? Yes, I am. Uh, I just nodded oh, off you... for a second. I nodded <laughs> off for a second. Dude. Oh, my God. Oh, my hey, God. Bro. bro, I'm tired, man. I'm tired. It's freaking, it's freaking 321 in the morning. I am tired. I'm glad wow. you just said, Victor, are you there? I mean, you bored me. <laughs> you put me to sleep. You really did. So <laughs> it's just like I just like like your teams did. I put them to sleep. Oh, put them right oh really? Said night. Said good night, and that's exactly what they they did. They went good night. Whatever. And they didn't go gently, but they went they went into that good night. They didn't go gently. Shut up. <laughs> just shut up. Oh. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I'm, I'm sorry, Victor. I hate you. Know you you hate you you know you hate when I'm right. You know you hate when I'm right because I take it just like a lance and rub it all in your face. Uh, speaking of which, speaking of yeah. which, you disgusting individual. Yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. Did you did you ever reach back out to that reply? I mean, to that uh, request, or are you going to leave it be? I had talked. Remember, you're live on the air. I had talked to my uh, other half about it, and I'm not too comfortable doing doing anything on that side because I think it would be a betrayal to my friendship to you. Listen, bro, I know where your heart is, and I know uh, where you are. Um, you are a a grown man, and if you decided to, you know, do that, I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, feel any different towards you uh intel would be great though because i want to 
I, I noticed how he, he threw the S at the end of, of that title because I patented the other title. Um, yes, I understand I, it. I noticed that. I, I want to know where and how he's doing this. If it's where I had worked so hard to get us in and, and set stuff so, yeah. up for. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. So it is there? Yes. Yes. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. I'm very upset. I'm very upset by that. That just woke me up, dude. That just woke me up. So. Yes. You can confirm that, that it's it's in that location? Victor? Yes. You're, 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 um, electronic wise, you'll find out. How's that? Okay. I appreciate that. So yeah, nah, unless you're going to mention me and mention us. Yeah. I, I'll light some fires. Cause I'm not happy about that. Especially since that, that was supposed to be a deal that everybody's supposed to eat off of, but that's okay. Well, that's okay. I, I don't know, you know, I don't know what, what's going to happen, but uh, electronically, uh, what you have, I have. Oh, so you already sent what I what, what I what I have, you have, I should say. Okay, so you sent it or you're going to send it. Done. Okay, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, when I wake up, I look at it. Even though my blood decided to boil, so I'm getting a little up right now. Uh, you put just, me to sleep by. Just be calm. I am. I am. Um, I, I I really think that that's that's a uh, dirty deed. Re- res- respond to me before you respond to anybody else. Oh, oh yeah. I didn't plan <laughs> on responding to anybody other than you, but okay, okay. I will. Okay. I will say this: if yes. DraftKings is involved. Or fan duels involved, there's going to be a problem. I don't, I don't see that in what I have here, so I, I'm not sure about that. Okay, all right, cool, all right, I'm good, I'm good. Oh, honey, I'm good. Anyway, just give me your thoughts. I'll, just give me your thoughts. I'll give you your thoughts when. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to do a live on there. I'm not. I'm not. I understand. I, I, you shouldn't. I understand that. That's, but I'm just saying, just give me your thoughts. It's, it's done okay. so you can look at it, and then we go from there. All right. So I'm going to take a good nap so I don't read anything and, and go to bed angry and then wake up and not enjoy the rest of my Sunday because I know you guys yeah. are still on Saturday. Yes. In, yes. So anyway, um, I have to have to do my uh, husbandly uh, chores. I got to uh, vacuum after I get finished talking to you. That's right. She's going to crack that whip. That's what I'm talking about. Crack that whip. Crack that whip. <laughs> Can't but, expect her to do everything. Um, I got to do something. Yeah, you got to do something, you lazy bum. Real quick, ladies and gentlemen, um, let's yeah. discuss uh, your upcoming matchups, uh, your lineups. Give me one good lineup you got going on, or one trade you got going on, and I'll I'll tell you about one of I'll tell you about one of my leagues that I'm doing with my graduate school 
of OU. You're not going to believe my lineup. You're not going to believe okay. it. But go ahead. Okay. I'll give you one. You I have one. Okay. I have a lineup in fantasy that I'm doing with my um, – it's the league that my nephew is running. Um, I have uh, my starting quarterback, and I practice what I preach. My starting quarterback is Carson Palmer. Um, I have uh, Eddie Lacy. Um, I have um, uh, Justin Forsett. I have Trey Mason and Todd Gurley and Latavius Murray as my running backs on this on this roster. Um, so you can gather the type of wide receivers I have. But I think I picked up some value in the wide receiver part when I picked um, um, Andre Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald, Stevie Johnson, Brandon Coleman, who is an up-and-coming guy in New Orleans, for those who don't know. And um, I have four wide receivers, and I think it's that I counted six running backs, if I'm not mistaken. And I just picked up Antonio Gates because somebody just dropped him. And my starting tight end right now is Greg Olson. So, in my opinion, I have a pretty damn good lineup. Um, I'm going up against a guy that um, – in fact, I'm going up against my brother – because uh, he, he, this is his first year in this, um, in my nephew's league, and he has Ryan Tannehill, Demarco Murray, Lamar Miller, Amari Cooper, Eddie Royal. He has the Gronk, Dante Moncrief in the flex, and he has sitting on the bench Ruben Randall, David Johnson, Martavius Bennett, who's suspended, Kristen Michael, and Benjamin Cunningham, who I dropped and he picked them up, um, which I wouldn't have done. Uh, that just, in my opinion, is a waste of spot. Um, Charles Clay is a tight end, and uh, I think I have a very good chance of winning. Vic, I'm anxious to hear this lineup that you said I won't believe. Well, I'll, I'll tell you like this. Um, you're going to be like, what? What? Okay, here's the deal. Um, I have Big Ben, Alfred Morris, Chris Ivory, Odell Beckham Jr., Julio Jones, Jordan Reed, Chris Johnson, the Texans defense, Steve Hauschka, Le'Veon Bell, Charles Johnson, and Carson Palmer. So here's the deal. You have three people on your bench. Right now on my bench I have uh, Le'Veon, Charles, and Carson Palmer. Now, mm-hmm. I got rid of I got rid of uh one or two players because I was I wasn't too happy with their performance last week, even though I won. I'm like number two in this league. Uh right. but Looking at the talent, because Chris Ivory, I know he's going to run the rock, and they ran the ran him like crazy last week. He's going to do it again this week against Indianapolis. Um, but the fact that I was able to get these three players, Odell Beckham Jr., Julio Jones, and Le'Veon Bell with the 10th pick in a 12-team league, uh, I was and you only, and you only have three, pe- three, three people on your on your bench? Yeah. Wow, that's a short bench. It is, and they have tons of quarterbacks on waivers, but they have slouches. So I decided, you know what, let me just go ahead and get uh, Carson right now before somebody sticks me with, you know, Kirk Cousins or Andy Dalton as my backup. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. once Le'Veon comes off suspension next week, um, depending on what happens with Chris Johnson this week, uh, he might be cut, but uh, 
it's wow. it's amazing how they let me do this. And I'm like, wow. really? Wow. Exactly. So I, I was very, wow. very, you know, floored. Wow. So it is. Julio it is. Jones, Odell, Odell Beckham, and who else is the other wide receiver? Uh, Charles Johnson, Minnesota, but he's on okay. the bench. They only start two two receivers. So mm-hmm. I have him on a bench. Uh, with Le'Veon Carson, so I pick. I just picked up Chris Johnson. Um, mm-hmm. I can't remember who I dropped. Oh, I dropped Cunningham. I dropped Cunningham for him. And Benny Cunningham. Else. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would. Bunny. He was just a one stop, one stop shop for me. He, he, his best shot for doing anything was last week. After that, uh, it's either Trey Mason, who's more than likely uh, going to play this week with maybe a sprinkle of uh, Todd Gurley. It looks like Todd Gurley may get uh, uh, limited touches, um, if any, this week. Uh, but it looks like it's going to be the Trey Mason show. Yep. But that's all I got for you, JT. Um, we're already mm-hmm. in overtime. So I want to tell everybody thank you very much for listening to the show. You probably heard me snoring. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. You did? You heard me snoring? Yeah. That's why I said a Vic, Vic, Vic. Oh my God. (laughs) That is terrible. Oh my God. I got to listen to that playback. I have to listen to that playback. But anyway. um, It's faint. Oh my God. I heard it, but it's real faint. (laughs) Oh man. Thank you for yelling for me because I would have been stored and the whole show would have been kept going. All right. I'm glad I got these <laughs> headphones on, too. Anyway, I want to thank everybody yes, to the program. Uh, we do what we do because we do it for you all day, every day. My man, JT, is always on the go doing something for these shows. And uh, yes. if you want to send us some emails, you have our email addresses, which are the master and cruise shows or cruise show at spot on radios dot com you have fantasy sports and politics at spot on dot com and the original and real real extra point at spot on dot com I plan to uh reintroduce that show at some point um but right now it's it's on hiatus coming soon to a Station near you. He's back. The most yep. controversial uh, black man I know. You must be Not reading my me. mind. I was just about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I was just controversial. I was thinking just about to say it. <laughs> yeah, man. Matt Williams, along with Jerry Taylor, yep. with No Chaser. Oh man! Everybody's got their cross to bear. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Ours happens to be Mac. (laughs) But anyway, I love. Hey Mac, if you're listening, bro. If you're listening, man, I I love talking with you. Yeah, none but love. (laughs) We might disagree on our viewpoints on stuff, but at least I know you're a genuine dude. Uh, Mm -hmm. I know that. Exactly. that, That. Yep. You know, that goes a long way with me. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, 
that's why I, I'm not afraid to let you take your hiatus and all this other mess. But we'll see what happens. So with that being said, JT, October twenty third is when um, is when the uh, No Chaser is supposed to come back. That's on a Friday, uh, almost a, a week to the day. Um, today's the nineteenth. We're talking about October twenty third. Um, Mac is supposed to be back in the house with me as, as his co-host. Um, on Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, it's where I'm at, the master plan. Uh, it's an hour and a half show. I'm going to be breaking down each and every team and their matchups as it, re- re- uh, um, uh, it pertains to fantasy football. And I'll give you some sleepers, guys you should be picking up. Um, I think I did pretty well last week. Um, we'll recap it very shortly before I go into week two. Hey, JT, do me a favor. Um, yes. Call me and or text me before that show because I want to get on. I want to help you out. Okay. Uh, okay. I know it's like, what, 11 o'clock, 1130 at night here when you do that show. Okay. But uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be on for at least 30 to 40 minutes and before yeah, I got to no get up and go to work. So uh, no problem. Always a favor. All right. No problem. I well, can do that. that. All right. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the show. We'll see you next Saturday. We are out of here. Fantasy sports night. You want to talk back? You in the right place. So take a step back before I get all up in your face. I know you got your little views, you know I got mine. But there's like 50 yeah. other dudes holding on the phone line. Your voice will be heard, sir. Next caller, please. And if I don't concur, we can agree to disagree. We talking fantasy sports.